I'll take questions at this time. Good. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul. When thou hast found it, there shall be a reward. And the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul. <laughs> and when thou hast found it, there shall be a reward. You see, anytime light comes, there's reward. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul. All right, Papa. We have able men of God to answer your question. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. Um, Pastor, I wanted to ask, um, you've, you have a telegram group with the 23 partners yeah. where you are sharing uh, messages every day. Yeah. So for something like that, if you are, you know, you want to, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to understand financial prosperity and things. Maybe you have to balance it with like school and other things. How are you supposed to go about it? Because this one is not coming like, okay, I'm going to seclude yourself for three days. In this one, as and when it comes, every day uh, you're on it. So I wanted to know how you go about something like that. And let's say, uh, in all of these things, maybe some scriptures will come up and all of that. But uh, one of the things you also mentioned is maybe you need to stay on one scripture for a long time. So in cases like that, okay, maybe you know um, Psalm 23, I shall not want, there's something there. Maybe Second uh, uh, Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, uh, and all grace abounds towards you. All of those things. How do you know, okay, this one, let me pick this. Let me use this for one month. Or let me do this for three months. If I catch it, okay, I'll go to the next one. And maybe during that time, we have another service. Okay, if you want to get souls, you can use this one. How do you section all of these things to make sure that? Okay, I want to ask you something. When you're praying, okay, did you understand this question? Okay, when you're praying about something and you have an answer, do you know? Yes, please. It's the same thing. When I start meditating on the scripture, when the thing has clicked, when, when it opens, I will know. So I continue until it opens. And don't, you don't have to, there are times you know that enough is enough. I'm going to separate myself three, four days. Like there are Christmas holidays now. All right? There's chicken next year. I'm telling you the truth. There's chicken next year. Nothing will happen to you if you don't chew chicken this year. Christmas. So, you can decide that, okay, we finish camp, 25th, 26th, nobody will see me to 29th. That's that. What if you don't have that time? And you want to do one month, two months? You can't go and separate yourself for two months. When you come back, we'll be looking for you. <laughs> but what you can be doing those in that two months, when Pastor Chris said he was doing, he was going to school at the time. Alright? All you do is that scripture is in your mind. Even though you are going about your day's activities, you finish your day's activities, you go and look for one corner. You are meditating. You are meditating on that scripture. Now, meditating on that scripture means you, have, you are memorizing that scripture first of all. You are thinking on it. You are musing over it. So, it, you can be musing over it for maybe days. Every day you wake up. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That means there's no want in my life because the Lord is my shepherd. Now, I'm still on it. Pastor has taught us the three levels of meditation. The first one is what? To think upon it. That's what David said I decided. When I considered, it was too painful for me. 
until I went to Sanctuary of Anointing. Now, he said, the first one, I'm used over it. Then the next one, I start saying it. I start muttering it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Sometimes you even have to put it in a way that you will not forget. My name is Pastor Enoch. I shall not want. You know, you are muttering over it. You are muttering over it. When it opens, nobody tells you to shout. This thing I'm saying is a spiritual thing. And I'm using prayer because most of you have mastered prayer. Master this one too. As you admit, one day to just open, click. There's a story of this great man of God, Dr. Paul Yongicho. He had been meditating. He wanted to get a bicycle, a table. Okay, a bicycle, a table, and a chair. This is what he wanted. Meditating, acting his faith, acting his faith. One day, he has, med- he has prayed, he has meditated everything. He has acted his faith. That book. Yeah. Bishop uh, uh, exposed me to that book. He told me about that book. One day, he was at the dining table with his wife. The thing just, it opened on the dining table. Then all of a sudden, he starts shouting, I got it! I got it! I got it! I understand what he said. Because sometimes it happens like that to me. As I'm, I got it. I got it. I got it. Then shouting, I got it. I got it. I got it. He actually got it. So it's just the same thing. Meditation. Let me tell you the thing about meditation. Meditation, you need patience. You must be ready to give that patience. If you are not going to do that three days thing, me, I like those ones. Three days. Fire, 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 fire. Ah, come out with my answer. If I don't do that, I'll do the other one. I'm meditating. Sometimes one month. Sometimes two months. Sometimes a moment. Moment. Say, this one, I'll get it. I'll understand it. I'll get it. Same way. Alright? So, that particular thing you are on, that strong desire, it will drive you to do this thing. Helpful. Thank you. Wait, who else has a question? Now, we are not the ones saying, if you don't understand, you don't get it. Jesus said it. He exonerated the word of God. He said, when you put the word into the ground, he said, the first set of people who did not receive are those who did not understand it. I like it when we are using the Bible. I didn't say, Jesus said, he did not understand it. That's why I didn't see results. Let's go. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. Um, Pastor, please, I wanted to ask that if you um, are meditating on a scripture and you find out that you have a mindset that is not supporting the scripture, how best do you eliminate such mindset? Who's answering? <laughs> okay, Bishop. I, I, I like that. So then, okay, Bishop. Sorry, please, can you come again? You are meditating on a scripture. But while you are meditating on you, you have a certain mindset. That doesn't go with the scripture. What do you do? Thank you so much. All right, so it's so simple. You know, the, the purpose of the meditation is actually to deal with that mindset first. You understand? Because before you came to Christ, your mind was exposed to many things which will fight you in your Christian work. So 
meditation is a process. You understand? In meditating, you are dealing with these negative styles first before even the results will come in. You understand? And I want to add something. All right. Let me do a two in one. I think the first brother, your question had another part, all right, which also helped you. You know, when we say understanding, so I'm going to go to explain it in three kinds of wisdom, all right? He used the word synesis. Go and get, go and get that message. Three kinds, three of, kinds wisdom. of wisdom. Three kinds of wisdom. Write it down. By the man of God, Pastor Chris, three kinds of wisdom. Very important. And there's three kinds of knowledge. Three kinds of wisdom, three kinds of knowledge. Yeah, so understanding is also what we call synesis, okay? Yeah. Which has many definitions. One of it is mentally putting together, yes. all right? So, in essence, every word of God is not in vain. Yes. I'm answering your question. You're asking like, how do I know this scripture will go for this? You need every scripture. Yes. So you see, when you are hearing, for example, a teaching on love, you may think, oh, but I need prosperity now. I don't need love. You need it. Yes. Because to work in a level of prosperity, you, you can work in prosperity by killing others, doing juju for money. You understand? So all these things, you know, come together to make you the perfect person God has made you to be. You understand? So you need every word. That's why we, we call it a training. Um, for example, let's assume you were training to be a doctor. All right? When you got to nursery, they were teaching you one plus one, two. Imagine somebody, you know, standing back and say, ah, what are they doing? You're wasting your time. No. You will need it in the future. Yes. You understand? And of course, it's not the main thing, but it is getting you somewhere. So in the same way, Get on the word. Even if you don't understand, even if you don't, or you're not happy with the, the topic, just be on it. You understand? It will help you to eliminate everything that is negative. And of course, it will bring you to the place where you want. Thank you so much. Wow. Bishop, uh, uh, you want to add something to it? Yeah. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. <laughs> like, say, every, every word of God is important. Like, you give the the scenario of the doctor. Someone says, I want to go to, I want to be a doctor. They take him to school. The teacher is saying, A for apple. What does that have to do with ejection? But then if they don't teach him one plus one, two plus two, he will give someone five injections instead of one. <laughs> so none was in vain. It all came together. That's a very beautiful one we got there. Answered? Yes, please. Thank you very much, Pastor. All right. Someone lift to the hand. All right, the guy at the back. Yeah. Hello. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. Um, my question is in threefold. Um, but threefold. I'll, no, but then I'll just ask to. No, you can ask all the three. They are here. Um, the last one I actually sent on Telegram, but um, to you directly. Okay. But this very first one is something that has been on my mind for a long time, been meditating on. Um, Pastor, say you mentioned something quite striking today, and um, it's also in the Bible. It's almost as if, in fact, it is that the prerequisite for wisdom is wisdom. Because even for Solomon to ask for understanding, he needed to have had some wisdom to ask for understanding. And then Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5 says, 
A wise man will hear and gain understanding. The man is already wise. So, my question first is, it's almost as if um, the wisdom is going to come from somewhere. So, for such, for such cases where the wise man will hear or attain, um, that prerequisite wisdom, is this something that you can pray for and get? That's the first question. And then the second one is, um, looking at Solomon again, we understand, from my understanding and from my meditation, I got to understand that even for Solomon to ask for wisdom came from his father, David. So it means your father matters. And we also see that in Proverbs chapter 3, where um, Solomon is recounting what his father told him, verse 1, and he said, um, my son, attend to my words. And throughout, he's talking about wisdom. So that also means your father counts. And glory be to God, we have uh, you as our father. But thinking out, right, like to everyone else, and when we are going out for soul winning, how, does that mean God also determines who our father is? And if that's the case, then it's not fair to some other people who don't have maybe you as their father or Pastor, as, Pastor Chris as their father. So that's the two. <laughs> Beautiful. Nice question, right? Okay. Men of God. Okay, let me take it. The way they are looking at me. It's like they are trying to push it to me. Okay. The first one you asked, you said there's a prerequisite for wisdom. When you read Daniel chapter 2, Daniel said, God gives wisdom to the wise. God does not give wisdom to a foolish man. Because he said, discipline a wise man and he'll be yet wiser or increasing wisdom. He said, but you discipline a fool, he will reject it. I'm paraphrasing. He'll reject it. Okay. So God does not give wisdom to foolish people. You would think that it is foolish people who must get wisdom. No. It is <laughs> God gives wisdom to the wise. Now, the, when we come to wisdom, there is the raw material of wisdom. Jesus said, now wisdom eh, is very simple. Wisdom. So simple. This raw material form of wisdom. When you listen to three kinds of wisdom, you understand this better. But there's the raw material for wisdom, which is, Jesus said, in Matthew chapter 7, he said, the one who hears these sayings of mine and doeth them, the same I will liken to a wise man. Wisdom and intelligence are not the same. Wisdom and intelligence are not the same. In the world, when they want to say someone is wise, immediately they start looking at, oh, he talks like this, he did this, oh, this is a wise guy. No, they are talking about that's a smart guy. There's not a wise guy, Jesus said, the one who hears these things of mine and doeth them, the same I would like him to a wise man. So a wise man is one who hears the words of God and does them. So I'll give an example of a wise man. A wise man is Sunday service. What I said, those who want to give their tithes. The wise man is the one who has brought his tithes. In that matter, he's a wise man. All he did was what? 
He heard and he did. That's that, that um, uh, raw material form of wisdom. Now, as the person keeps doing it, insight of it starts coming. He starts knowing more about it. Now, when he opens his mouth to speak about tithing, it, does, it uh, not only comes with, uh, with knowledge, but it also comes with a certain kind of spirit. It's very hard to find someone who's not a giver, who is able to articulate giving excellently. Because something we're missing. That's the thing about this kingdom. Something we're missing, and people know that that thing is missing. So, excellency of speech doesn't do it all the time. So, when we talk about wisdom, the, the, the baseline is... The baseline is what God is doing right now. Everything I'm sharing with you now is raw material of wisdom. So everyone here has the capacity to be wiser. So just hearing what is being said over here and doing them. That's it. Raw material of wisdom. Now, the second one you talked about, very good, very good. Solomon would have not known to ask for wisdom if his father had not told him. He said, my father taught me. He said, I was my father's son and he taught me to get wisdom. So because his father told him that and he listened to his father, in his mind, wisdom is the principal thing because that's what his father told him. Proverbs 7. He said, wisdom is the principal thing. Alright? Get wisdom. And he knows that again, get understand. So as he's walking in life, he knows that a chariot is not the principal thing. As he's walking in life, he knows that having more wives is not the principal thing. He knows that killing his enemies is not the principal thing. So when God came to ask him what to look for, he went for the principal thing as taught him by his father. So, your question is, what about other people who are not privileged to have someone tell them to go for wisdom? What I'll tell you is that, you know, there, there, are, different, there are different ways God gives you a leader. All right. Your father gives you an edge in life. Nobody can. That one day is very true. Because the Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. So some people, there are some people here, as they are growing, they already have inheritance. Whether they work hard or not, they already have inheritance. Like I said jokingly one time, I said some came with a silver spoon, a golden spoon in their mouth. But nevertheless, if there was no golden spoon in your mouth, go and buy golden spoon <laughs> and win your mouth. The truth is that the availability of the word of God and the wisdom of God is there for everyone. Most of the time, people reject it. And the thing about faith is that faith is equity. If your father, because of your father, you have an edge in life. And I didn't, and Barak came at a later time. And I act my faith in that direction. I'll have equity. I'll have equity. I'll also be granted the same privileges. Because I acted my faith. So you see some people come from a rich home. Some became rich. So I, I, I personally don't think people have been, anybody has been cheated. Let me tell you something. Do you know how many people we have spoken to? be a part of what God is doing. To jump onto the bandwagon of, bandwagon of what 
Presbyterian, we are still working hard bringing many people to the knowledge of God. A lot of people actually refuse God. Like they did refuse Jesus, even though he spoke all the wisdom in the world. Have I answered you? Go ahead. Yes, Pastor. Um, please, may I have the permission to add that, that, that third question? Okay. Okay, thank you, Pastor. Um, I sent this on Telegram, but you made mention of it today again, and it was in line with um, people who say they are entering into politics or in a specific industry um, to make a change for God. And anytime I hear such stories or anytime I see such examples, my mind draws back to um, Daniel, as you mentioned, but mostly um, Joseph. And then um, you also mentioned this during miracle service about God setting men and about ordinances and how Joseph's life was like set as an ordinance for a time for Israel, right? Um, so, Pastor, there's something striking that I realized in Genesis chapter 40. And when God gave Joseph the dream, he went to tell his father and his brothers. And the thing that strikes me the most is Joseph is known all throughout the Bible as the interpreter of dreams and full of wisdom. But when he told his brothers and his father, he didn't interpret it, but they understood that he was going to be um, someone big. And he, even his father said, are you saying that even I, your father, will bow to you? So does that mean that the gifts that Joseph had, being the interpreter of dreams, is it something that he was also taught? Because even his, his brothers knew that what he was saying, which was just a dream about the bonds and people just bound that. They knew what that dream actually meant, but he didn't have to interpret it to them. So it has been bothering me for a very long time. I've been thinking about it. And if it was something that he was taught, then would that mean that he carried that knowledge from his family throughout into Egypt and became who he was by God's divine plan due to like the family and the knowledge, the Jewish knowledge that he had in, in the interpret, um, interpretation. Okay. I'll answer your question, but the only challenge I'm trying, I, I probably will have here is that um, if I start explaining it right now, you, you will understand my answer. I don't know if the rest will understand my answer. As it's quite... Um, is it quite a Jewish Kabbalah thing? All right. Now, I'll answer it anyway. If you understand it, you understand it. If you don't understand it, forget about it. That's not what we are talking about. All right. Now, this is the thing. In those times, one of the primary ways they all knew, because you have to understand the religion of those times was very strong. In fact, kings used to use religion to make their rule stronger. So most of these emperors, that's why Nebuchadnezzar made a statue of gold. So that he's not only a king, he's also a god. Because the people feared the gods. So if the king wanted the people to fear him, 
he will make himself a god. So you have to understand the religion of those days. Most of those kings had things happen to them or had information through dreams. Why would then Nebuchadnezzar be disturbed that he had had a dream? Why would Pharaoh be disturbed that he had had a dream? Because that is how it used to come to them. And it used to be believed at that time that the gods spoke primarily through dreams in those times. All right? But the thing about the Jews was that, one, every Jew kind of understood dreams. It's like they are, they are raised with it. Have you ever seen people talk about dream interpretation? In, in the Jewish setting, it's not so much of a mystical thing. They know the symbols. They use the Torah to know the symbols. If I see this animal, it means this, it means that, it means that, it means that. You know? um, and the prophets of those times, aside visions, they also use either a vision in the night or dreams to, to know what was going to happen. A lot of the time was through dreams in those days. Now, understand something that Jacob, seeing the angel and seeing the, the, the vision of the angels up, going up on the fire, understand that it was a dream because his head was on the stone and he had a dream. So Jacob was privy to dreams. So Jacob could have interpreted what Joseph brought. Likewise, also understand that Joseph, read it very well, when you read other translations, when he was telling them the dream, he also told them what it meant. So it was not a strange thing. To us today, we are looking at, oh, interpretation of the day. It was not a strange thing. Among them, it was a thing. Among them. Now, why isn't the emphasis on them and on their, their interpretation of the dream? Because the story is not about them. Now, I'll just add this so that you just add it to your knowledge. That story teaches us something. When Joseph interpreted his own dream, he got into trouble. When he interpreted Pharaoh's dream, he was promoted. So, takes us down a road to know that when God gifts you with something, it starts having value when it starts serving other people. Have I answered you? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Man of God, please, you have a microphone. You're ready to answer the questions. Angela, Reynard. All right, quickly. So, thank you, sir, for the opportunity. Um, my question is related to your opening statements that you made when we're beginning. You said you made a controversial statement that sowing is not really the work of God. Yes, but from what you just explained to us, I wanted to confirm what exactly that statement meant then. Oh, I explained that. Yes, I, yes, please. I explained that I was talking about um, the different times in God's work. So to assume that soul winning is God's work is like saying that's all it's about. No. At the beginning, at the foundation of the building, God had to bring the lives of Noah. Noah did God's work. Are you seeing? Abraham did God's work. All these men did a certain type of God's work. And I said, if you went to meet only the guy doing foundation, you say he's a whole digger. So throughout, when you read the book of Isaiah, God said, Isaiah was actually prophesying, he said, except the Lord left us a remnant, we'll be like Sodom. So there was a time in God's whole plan that all he needed to preserve was a remnant. So even if they went in exile, God preserved a certain part of the Israelites because he was expecting the Messiah. So anybody who joined him in in um, 
saving that remnant was doing the work of God at the time. That's why I said, if your mother is cooking, you need to know what she's doing, where she is, so that you can become relevant in what she's doing. So, why do we win souls now? It's not because sowing is God's work. It's because where we are in the work, we need to win souls to be raptured. Because that's where we are in the work. Because where we are in the work now, actually, we are in this, the place where we call, it's called Christ and the church. The whole focus of the plan of God is actually Jesus. But where we are now, the church is part, because the church is now his body. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. So, block upon block, stone upon stone, he's building the house to its perfection. So, what does God want for you right now? What God is looking for is that we all come to maturity and become and be fully formed in the image of Christ. That's what God is looking for right now. When everything, he said, till we all come to the unity of faith, to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. When we get to that place, palm, we live then the work of God still continues. What, what continues? Judgment. After judgment, what comes? Millennial reign. The work still continues. So the work is a whole scope. That's what I was teaching you. It's a whole thing. You need to understand everything God is doing. Then you know, oh, this is where, this is why we do this. This is why we do that. Oh, because some people out of excitement can come to church, see other young people. Oh, this one is giving. This one is giving. Remove my money. Hey. Then it's, a, it's like casino. Hey. This one is giving. Thousand. It's like auction. Thousand. Me, I can give more than you. Ten thousand. I can give more than you. Thirty thousand. That is not what God is doing. You need to understand. Oh, it's the sponsoring of the message. You see, we are helpers. We become helpers of the world. We are sponsoring the message. We are making sure that, so you don't do the work. Now, you are a cell leader. Oh, you are winning souls in a particular catchment. It's all part of the whole scope of the work. Then you know who to hold for your re- re- reward. Yes, sir. I understand. Thank God you very much. Yes, please. Reynard. Hello. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. Um, and thank you, Pastor, for this insightful discussion. I remember one time you mentioned about the key of knowledge. The key of knowledge. And I realized from what has been shared, knowledge is very key to understanding what God has for us. And I went to the reference scripture where Jesus mentioned the key of knowledge, which was in Luke 11. And you looked at from Luke chapter um, verse 17, it was like a book bath session with the Pharisees and scribes. Luke 11, verse 17. Luke 11, verse 17, okay. Down was to 52. It's a long read. But verse 52, <laughs> Jesus said, um, Woe to you, lawyers. That's in the Amplified Classic Edition. Woe to you, lawyers, experts in the Mosaic Law, for you have taken away the key to knowledge. You did not go in yourselves, and you hindered and prevented those who were entering. If you go to the message, he says, <laughs> you are hopeless, you religion scholars. You took the key of knowledge, but instead of unlocking the doors, you locked them. You won't go in yourselves, and won't let anyone else in either. The question I have is, Jesus was making reference to a key of knowledge, which means the Pharisees and scribes knew they had it. What then is it that they did not have 
um, know God's plan at that time. So they were not in God's um, will or work for that time because it looked like they were always against what Jesus was doing. And Jesus was doing the work of God at that time. All the Pharisees and scribes looked like they were running amok. So the question is, what was this key? The key of knowledge that um, Jesus was making reference to. What was this key that um, they took away, which I think they really knew they had, and were preventing others from entering? Because from verse 17, Jesus gives examples of what they were doing. And apparently it was just religion, just a show. But then there was something deeper, which should have been informed by knowledge, but then it looked like they were not doing it. So I want um, an explanation on that, please. To explain this, I'd be, I might, we might be here for a very long time, so I'll cut it short as possible. Right? The key of knowledge there is, is an expression. Remember what Jesus told Peter? I said, I give you the keys to the kingdom. When we talk about keys, we are referring to, basically, we are referring to principles. Right? Now, it's like uh, when someone is, is a leader in a particular field, he has the key of the field. He's so the leader or the teacher of that field. Now, remember the expression Jesus Christ used a lot for the Pharisees. He called them hypocrites, which shows that they knew the right thing to do and just don't do it. Why? Possibly could be because of their political um, privileges. You know, they, they, they had a certain standing in the society that made them like big men, yet they were not doing the word. Okay, so Jesus Christ said, you do not go in yourself. That means you don't even do it, yet you don't even let the people also know it so that they can do it. Simple. Okay, so in that regard, they were not doing what they were supposed to do. Yes. Okay, so they just preventing people from entering. Yeah, they were hypocrites because they knew the right thing and they never did it. Okay, so if you relate that to currently, contemporary times, which you made mention clearly, we are being prepared for the rapture. Yes. And one thing we need to know is to win souls. Yeah. So if you're not doing that... <laughs> No, no, no. The, the context there is different from now because at that time, all the you can't understand God without the Pharisee. That's why they didn't like Jesus. You have to understand that. They didn't like Jesus because they were the Alpha and the Omega of all religiosity. So for a new man to come who does not wear their cape and their dress and he has crowd, they didn't like it. He has divided their crowd. And that means they don't get a lot of offerings. So, Pastor, could there be a way where maybe we Christians or maybe leaders in church could be actually hindering people from having access? And if there could, maybe it could be subtle ways which we do it that we may not even realize. You've answered yourself. Thank you. Who's next? Okay. Thank you so much, sir, for the opportunity. Pastor, please, um, I think last week, during the 12 hours of prayer, I think it was on the third day, um, you taught us something about um, wrestling, right? And then you mentioned that the day before, there was a, we thought we were done, but then when we came back, there was something we had to do. Um, today, you've taught us about um, spending time with the word, focusing on the word, and then the word of God can be opened unto us. So my question is, just like in the prayer that things can go back or sort, can it close when it opens? And if, it's, if it can close, what can be done to make sure that the opening stays open? I don't know if you can. You've answered yourself. The thing about lights is this. If it opens, it's opened. That's the thing. 
if it opens, it's opened. That day I was talking to you, I never said it closed. We weren't really there yet. We just thought we were. So it was a wrestle, right? But it was, it, we weren't there. Okay, so this one was not closed, right? Light is like that. Pops, that's it. It becomes a knowledge forever. I like there's something um, Pastor Sylvester said when one of them asked a question. Um, well, because of other questions, let me let me skip that part since he's already explained that. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. So please, my question is okay. So please, my question is that um, how can you maximize um, your mind in the place of praying a scripture? Is it is it just that you look on the scripture and pray it, or how can you maximize your mind in maybe in terms of focus? How can you maximize it in in the place of prayer when you are praying the scripture? Okay, Osiris. Yes. Praise the Lord. First of all, I'll recommend a message to you, Prevailing Prayer, by a man of God, Pastor Chris, where he spoke about using your mind in the place of prayer. You know, he spoke about how that the mind is a tool and how important it is to learn to control your mind in the place of prayer. One of the ways is, um, one of the ways is, having the scriptures in abundance because jesus christ says out of the out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speak it so when you have the scriptures abundance in your heart in the place of prayer like the bible said the spirit searched all things there the spirit of god will give you a scripture once that scripture is given to you set your mind on that scripture in the place of prayer Anytime the mind try going either left or right, just bring it back on that particular scripture to a point where that scripture begins to dominate your thinking and it will lead you to even sometimes start speaking it out. Mm. Thank you. But I will recommend that you go and listen to the message prevailing prayer by our man of God, Pastor Chris. Everything is in that message. Prevailing prayer. Yes, thank you. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. I hope you are learning from their questions. Right? And you understand, right? Say, I have understanding. Yeah. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. Um, sir, please, from today, what you share, I've learned that um, a result of maybe, when you pray, the results you probably get is the light of the scripture you have, you are praying with. And I wanted to ask with prophecies, like when you give a prophecy in church, I, when I was listening to um, what you thought I prophecy, spoke about prayer and meditation and maybe setting yourself aside. I wanted to ask, how do you, see, it sounds like there's a difference between um, praying or meditating for a scripture and for a prophecy. I wanted to ask, what's the difference and how you go about it? Question again. I wanted to ask. Okay, are you asking if you are supposed to meditate on a prophecy? I'm asking, like asking, I've noticed from what we shared today that there's a difference in the sense that you said, Go ahead. You said um, when you spoke about God responding to his word, his, sorry, his word, his work, his man. 
So that means when a man of God gives you a word, God responds to it. And I'm asking how how you meditate for a prophecy. Is it different from how you meditate for a scripture and how you do that? If a man if a man of God gives you a word. So like when you give us a prophecy. Yes, the word prophecy, right? <laughs> if a man gives you a word, all right, is a word from God. So it's the word of God. <laughs> Except the word is not from God. It's the word of God. Meditate on it. You heard many people share different testimonies. Oh, pastor said this. And for the next two weeks, I was telling myself. I was saying it to myself. I was saying it to myself. Some people, they just like, for example, 31st night. Year of before they can hear what the year is about. Ah! Then they'll be so insecure. You understand that they say. Like, for example, pastor said, year of, the year pastor said, year of perfection. Then you hear people's, you, you want to say something? Oh, go ahead. Um, pastor, <laughs> I was in church that day, I was sitting in front. Nobody came out to give offering. Yeah. Year of perfection. Year Nobody of came perfection. out to give offering. Everybody was sitting now. They, they never thought that pastor Christ would give a word. The word is a year of double money. Yeah. Yeah, perfection. Only for me to see that in people say happy perfect year. Happy perfect year. They didn't say perfect year. They say year of perfection. You don't want to understand the thing. They've just scattered the thing. Oh, you are going to have a perfect year. Oh, perfect birthday. Oh, perfect. You are scattered all over the place. This year, year of gathering clouds. Oh, this year we will gather clouds. That's what was I said. <laughs> he didn't say you will gather clouds. <laughs> Where are you going? That's how some people were in the airplane. They wanted to get a class from there. He said, you will fall down. <laughs> it's not, that was not what he said. He said, this is the year of the gathering clouds. It's not year to gather clouds. See, when pastor gives the word of the year, I'm going to hurry to shout. I want to hear what is the meaning of this thing. Year of preparation. People didn't shout. because That's not what they wanted. <laughs> that's not what they wanted. You know, you sit down, you listen. What, what's the year of preparation? He said, you prepare your, uh, your feet for the gospel. You know, prepare yourself to serve the Lord. So you are sitting there, you are listening. What is God telling me? What, what is God expecting from me? So I want to have understanding of the year. This year, the first night, if I catch you, <laughs> you know, year of, what's the year? What's the year? Year of. I'm not saying this one, yeah, I'm just giving an example. Year of speed, yeah! Understand, what's pastor saying? What's God telling you? I remember one time, we went to give a seat to, we went to give a seat to pastor. I, 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 years ago, I was a fellowship leader, I wanted to give, he was praying for the people. Once we gave the seat, I said, oh father, in the name of Jesus, all of them, they were kneeling down. Oh, let me hear the prayer. How will faith come? Faith comes by hearing. You don't want me to hear the prayer. Until you scared the word. Now, even the person prays. Let me finish. Oh, that's here the spirit of God. Hear the word. They'll finish and say, hey, what, what did he say? 
hear the word, listen to it and understand it. Are you seeing where you should be making adjustments? Listen. As much as possible, try not to write your notes on the phone with which you receive messages. You are writing, you are listening, you are listening. Let's talk about understanding. Oh, Proverbs chapter 23. Put in. Hi. Do you want ice cream today? Now, everything, everything has been said at that time. You missed it. The message will not be disjointed. That's why I have a problem. People come to service in the middle of the message. You, you didn't hear my, my foundation. Because when I'm preaching the message, I set a foundation. I, have, I, I set it from a board, um, uh, an introduction. I introduced the message. Body. Conclusion. You came in the body. In the middle of the body. So when you came, it's half human being that you are you go to, going to hear. You, know, you came in the middle of the message. How would you understand what I'm teaching? You know, some people come to church just to just appear. Ah, their new dress has to show. Come to church. It, that's somebody who wants to play something. You know, one of the beautiful things that when we came to church, one of the things we looked forward to was pastor's message. Right? Because we, till today, Bishop has leaders, leaders' meetings we used to have from, from 2008. Leaders' meetings we had a part of 2008. He has it. Last time he sent it to me, I'm transcribing it. I'll not give it to anybody. 2008. That's all those messages. Because we wanted to know the thing. We didn't come to shout. We wanted to know the thing. You see me a lot of time. When Pastor, I'm talking about, I say, Pastor, in 2011, you shared this. In 2000, this you said that. It is to get it. To be understood. They wanted to understand it. Those times, the only place we could preach was the secondary schools. Man, we get the message. When we go, we offload it on them like this. <laughs> oh. Pastor, please. Um, there are some questions from the center in Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone? Yes, please, sir. <laughs> yeah. okay. so please, um, this is from Brother Michael in Sierra Leone. It says that I want to know if it's a good thing to be in one place until you see results. Because many people have stated that there are sometimes you need to change location for you to see results. And according to your teaching today, you said that staying at one place until you see results is the best thing to, to do. No, we, 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 we are not, the two of us. What we are saying here and what he's saying is not the same thing. Yes, sir. So you have to... Hey, God. Understand the Lord. <laughs> now, you, you need to get this. We are not talking about... When he says, I'm going to stay in one place, I don't mean... Necessarily, <laughs> I'm going to my house. <laughs> no, he's referring to... It's a state of, you know, your spirit. You see? It's a state of your spirit. I suspend all activities that would distract me until I get this thing. It's not talking about physical location or geographic location. That's all we're referring to. Yes, please, sir. Yes, please, sir. Sir, please, um, Brother Gabriel, also from Sierra Leone, has a question. He says, there are times you have to pray and meditate over a particular scripture, trying to understand it, but there's a blockage at a particular place that is not allowing you to enter into the spirit to understand. 
So in this case, what should be done for that person? Um, Bishop said it already. The reason, those blockading your mind is the reason for the meditation. Now, let me tell you why sometimes some people's re- results take long before happening. One of the reasons is this. What you're dealing with, all right, that thing that's blocking you, the word of God first of all has to deal with it, so not results first. So we have to pay the debt. Then you now come to zero. Then we can now start looking at the profit of the word of God. So just be patient. Use the word of God. Use the word of God. Thank you, Pastor Say, for this great opportunity. Thanks to the pastors as well for this powerful discussion. Okay, so I have this understanding that any time you want to pray, um, this is looking forward to getting answers and results. Okay, so if um, I'm asking for a job, and then I use the word um, ask and it shall be given unto you, seek and you find, knock and the door will be opened unto you. So for instance, with this word, is backed by what I want to ask. It means I have permission, it's legal to ask of God whatever you want, right? So I'm thinking in my Christian walk or my walk with Christ, me forsaking my heart desires and then focusing on the will of God, is it pure in my Christ-like walk or I would have a different success? I mean, understanding to it, that has to do with um, maybe just doing the word of God. You don't need to have desires on the other side. Uh, Okay, if I should get your question right. You know, the Bible says in uh, Matthew, it says we should seek ye first the kingdom. And every other thing shall be added unto you. So, your job is in the seeking. If you are able to really seek and seek well, what you need will come out. Like, Pastor, Pastor Enoch, when we're way back in Aveno, like he was sharing with us today to just answer her question. We were not with any physical cash. Our hearts were in the work. You close, you stay in church till after 12, knowing fully well that the reason why you are staying is not only to meditate on the message, but because you don't have transportation to go home. But down the line, we realized that you said something today that if that plan is God's plan, that means God will budget for that your plan. So if God sees that this is my daughter, truly she's in need of a job, when she is now pursuing that plan of God, along the line, the provision will be created. Thank you, sir. Now, so um, I think um, it's partly answered. I have 50% waiting. And the 50% is doing away with our desires like us. Doing away with our desires yes. and just doing the will of God. Of course. <laughs> Do away with your desires. Yes. So that's more like a sacrifice. It is the plan of God. It's not a sacrifice. Let me tell you something. Okay. 
I wanted to come in as well. Yes, I, I tell you, I'm not getting you. Um, let me also say this. A Christian does not have want or need. You understand? We don't pray because we want to ask God for something. What we receive are the result, the effects of prayer. Prayer primarily is for communion with God, fellowship with God. You understand? This is one mistake many Christians do, you know, praying to God for something. It's for babies. You understand? We pray, we commune with God in the place of prayer. He'll be telling you higher matters. You'll be, you'll be dealing on higher levels. And these things you need will fall at your feet. Like Pastor Michael said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. These are all parts. You understand? And all other things shall be added unto you. See, see, are you an example? Um, a lot of the time, it's in, it's quite in it in, uh, especially young ladies, to want to get married. It's a desire, yes. right? Yes. Let's look at higher matters. What if God says, "I don't want you to"? You see, fulfillment. You have to separate success and fulfillment. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get your mind somewhere that you are ready to go with anything God says. Because the frustration begins with when you tie yourself to "I must." There's a rhapsody article Pastor wrote like concerning this. So some people, maybe they were not supposed to have a child when they married. First God, first God, first God, first God, few got into trouble. What we are discussing right now, the reason why the answer is not straightforward is because this topic is in classes. That's the issue. At class one, anything you want, just speak it forth. And the Lord shall bring it unto you. It's true. Class six, if you ask the Lord and he didn't want to give it to you, you can keep praying, keep praying, and he will give you the desires. Level 100. <laughs> there is a level you get to with God. He doesn't listen to what you have to say. He tells you, go there. Come back. <laughs> go to the mountain and, he told Moses, go to the mountain and die. When he got there, he said, God, how do I die? <laughs> That's a level. It's a place. And that's what we want you to come to. I think, I think that the nice thing God should have done for Adam was that to bring him at least three ladies. He should choose one. Right? Four. Even for one to choose one. They gave you one. Take it. You, you cannot say you don't like it. The guy look at it and say, bone of my bone. <laughs> Someone say it's a place. It's a place where you don't argue with God again on what you want. What you want. God, what do you want? What would you want me to do? Remember the story of this lady. And, and when you come from this angle, eh, I want to give you a certain angle to come from. One time the Holy Spirit was telling me something. He said, Enoch, when I tell you and I force you, let me put it in quotes, force you, force you to go for this thing. I'm not trying to punish you. I'm trying to make you safe. So don't see God's instructions for you as God is telling me to go and do this. I don't know what to do. You need to first of all know that he is a good God first. 
He's a God of love first. What you are thinking is rather wrong. There was a lady in church. She went to work in there. She prints. She's a lady in church. She prints things. She prints, you know. So she worked in a company where they are not paying her any correct money. Then during the fasting and prayers, I mentioned one time, I said, you can be working in the company, God will tell you, be there. The money is no good, but be there. The lady heard it. She said many times she wanted to leave. The Holy Spirit will tell her, be there. Be there. As she kept staying there, the money was not enough. Sometimes it, is a, it, it, it takes a lot for her to come to church. Because she stays, she comes from Ouija. Be there, be there, be there, be there. One day, someone walked, she said a testimony at Thanksgiving. Someone walked into the place, came to print things. Then God helped her. She started correcting some things in the mask. Wow. Now, she was working in a place, a small place where she was only printing. Now, the man was working in a law firm. Took her to go and be his assistant in the law firm. One, she has no background in law. Personal assistant in the law firm. Oh, that's somebody's testimony. I saw it to the man before. The lady's now in the law firm. She's now doing some back door reading. They are working for her to go into law school and work in the law firm. Aside that, the man has bought the machine she was using in that previous law firm, bought the machine for her that she should do her work. So while God was saying, be there, be there, you will never understand. Like I said, God told me, he said, it is because what I'm telling you to do is what is safe for you. So God sometimes will tell you, go this direction. I remember I've told this story. I was in Pastor Ivan's house. I walked out. I don't know if you remember when I said I wanted to buy, I wanted, I wanted to buy accident cars and sell. This is years ago. I went, oh, so we've talked about it. I told him, ah, I've met the guy. And you know how the devil will do it. That's how you think that. When God is favoring you, you start meeting the right people. When God, the devil is also misbehaving, you start meeting the people who help the foolishness. You know? So I sat in an Uber. While I was thinking about accident cars, I sat in an Uber. The guy was talking about accident cars. That, oh, he knows why we can do it. I said, yeah. So I thought, oh, it's God, it's God. God has brought the right person. I took his number. So I went, I told Pastor Ivan, oh, this, this is the plan, plan, plan. So, so I have the money. We're going to start this. So I just said, let me pray. And I was not praying to ask God for direction, sir. I was, let me tell the truth, you know, it's we, I can tell the truth. The truth is that I was praying so that God would bless the business. So as I stood outside, this years ago, oh, Father, 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 as I buy the car, there's no problem, there's no problem, God, I've not sent you to do car. All of a sudden, I realized that my, the fire of the prayer is going down. Father, I said, no, I'll not listen to you. Car, car. I finished. It's one of the ways you know that you are, you are, what you are praying about is not going. You live more confused. You live a prayer. <laughs> you live a prayer more confused than you came. No, I was living a prayer. I felt like, ah, what am I doing? <laughs> As I prayed, God told me, it's a focus on soul winning. Now, that was for me. Maybe when you pray, God will tell you, no, do this. No, further your education. No, stay here. No, do this. 
Now, was it that God was against business? At the right time, God brought me a business to me. The one he wanted me to do, he brought it. I didn't have, I didn't have expertise in it at all. I didn't know anything about it. I presented my proposal. Out of all the qualified people, I have not worked for any company before. They took me. See, see, before my interview, or the one who had a discussion with me, I said, I don't know anything about the business. I'm telling you the truth. I didn't know anything about God said I should go for the business. I didn't know anything about it. The day we were going for it, I started reading some things. When I got there, that's what they were discussing. So what are the five P's? Five P's. That's not what I read in school. What five P's? Oh, then I would start, start talking. I would distract them. Then we won't begin. I said, I can do these jobs. I can do them. When I was supposed to do an animation for that animation, we've been doing it in our company since. They gave me the contract. We delivered. How do we deliver? I couldn't do one of those things. I'll go and see somebody who can do it. You. You can do animation. Do animation for me. What's your price? <laughs> <laughs> I finished everything. I wrote it there. Wow, you did it at a record time. Yeah. Our company has been doing this since the 90s. Now, because God opened the door, everything works in that way. In my first year of being a, a pastor, a lot of the money that was, that was how I was actually paying the church's bills. Because there were no givers. That's how I was paying the church's bills. Then, Getting down 2018, somewhere September. I'm, I'm in the office because we had an office in North Kanesha. I'm in the office fasting and praying. The Holy Spirit speaks to me. Now, this is when the big, big monies are coming on. Now, we're going to do one very big contract. The Spirit speaks to me and says, Put the documents together, hand over the business. You are no longer doing business. I said, God, how am I going to pay? The church bills. And I had one staff. How am I going to, what am I going to tell him? He's fired or what? <laughs> well, during those times, God was teaching me about how to set your face like a flint. God tells me something, don't fear anybody's face. So I told the guy, I finished. He said, how can you do this? Big money's coming. I said, I have finished. Proceed, I left. I was thinking at that time, I was thinking, oh, money was coming so that I can run the church. Ever since I dropped those documents, I have no need concerning the church. <laughs> Myself, Bishop, Osivas, we applied to uni that year. We all didn't get. They won't tell you. We all didn't get. <laughs> Listen, not that our grades were bad because the following year I entered uni with the same grades. I didn't visit anything. The next year, I got my course. We all didn't get. Let me tell you. We prayed. We fasted. We sowed seed. We eat. Bishop, say some of the seed you sow. I, I don't say my own. I don't say my own. We gave dangerous seed. We gave last minute seed. We gave final, final warning seed. <laughs> Bishop, I remember you gave your suit. I remember so well. I saw him taking the suit. I was just looking at him like this. 
Well, I thought God would listen to him before me. I said, where are you going? You want to go to school? I'm not here. Now, later, through the years have come and gone. You won't know if I didn't tell you. So, you see, we were looking at today, tomorrow. Years have come and gone. You won't know if I don't tell you. And all the maids who went before us, I didn't go that year. We later found out it was God. You know why? That one year we were at home. That was when most of my building actually happened. A lot of things happened in my life. That one year I did not go to school. In the beginning, it was not funny. Ah, it was not funny. In the midnight, I would go and pray in the school. They are calling me. They are calling me. They are calling me. They are calling me now. They are calling me now. Oh, oh midnight. Oh. I didn't care whether robbers will attack me. No, I was ready for anybody. I pray, I did. When I was tired, I went home. <laughs> I didn't go that year. That one year, when I see my mates, my heart, I'm like, am I going to be a school dropper? Father! That one year, Kai, I prayed more than I ever prayed. I studied the word of God more than I ever studied. That six hours I'm talking about, how will I do it if I'm in school? That was the year I did it. I could sit with the Bible for six good hours. You see how God trains his champions is different. God trains his champions differently. I didn't go. It's just there. The following year, now, it's like I've passed the test I'm writing in, in the house of God or in the scheme of God's things. And now I applied again. That's what God just told me. Apply. I was like, they didn't pick me last year. Same results. What do I apply? Bam! It didn't even delay. I got the course. Now, when I entered uni, the way I shook the place, I shook the place in year one. I went to the biggest hall. The year I went to school, I went to the biggest hall. I stood there and I said, in the name of Jesus, I'll pack at this hall. I packed it in year one. My members were 300, 400. I was so, I was so on fire. I can be preaching to two people. Someone is studying on one corner. He will stop studying and listening to me. That's how I was getting members. Until lecturers started listening to me. Everything he does is good. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. There are times when you are making a giving, the Holy Ghost tells you to play our account. Yes. We have to be it's you and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yeah. But what if you are making a giving? God has not said anything. But it's your account and the money. The money in your account and the money that is in there is the same thing. But God has not said anything. Who would like to answer this one? <laughs> Elder. So, you know, you've said it all. There's nothing to say again. Um, I remember when we had the program. 
with Pastor B. And then he invited Pastor CG. And then I think two, like four years or five years ago. And I had gotten, she's talking about rent. At that time, I had bought a car fresh. I've not even driven the car for like two months. Red car. I like the color red. <laughs> so the program came just at the time I just used the car for like a month and two or two. Then Pastor CG climbed, I will not forget because that day. So when he climbed up, and I bought the car to do my business, I have to use it to do the business so that I can get some to help me do the business. And that decision was a good decision. The car was good. When you tell Pastor, I bought a new car, this and that, it's okay. Pastor CG was preaching. He said, while the earth remains, seed time <laughs> and harvest. I don't know what happened. That day I carried the car papers. I don't know why. We don't have, I don't carry car papers with me all the time. But that particular day I carried the car papers. <laughs> because when you buy a car, you don't need to carry the papers around. You drop the car paper in the house. During that service, I think for I think five days, we started on Wednesday, we ended on Sunday. The papers were in the car. And when we close from service, we have to carry some people to the house. Or to their, maybe some point, and then they will go from the house. I was sitting in service, and Pastor Sidi was preaching. Then he now got to a point like this. On that row, I was sitting there. There are five people here. You have to drop your cars before you leave. <laughs> you are talking about rent. I'm talking about KSA. There are five people here. You have to drop. It's pressing. It's hard that some people have to drop their cars. They are young guys. But so, you know, at that time, I don't know whether to take my heart out and just. <laughs> and I knew he was talking to me. Prior to that time, but so, you know, in my family, nobody has ever used cash to buy a car for himself. So, in a family, it's like a legacy. The guy started breaking through and then he's doing some things. So, God now said, drop the car. The service, I can't forget. He said it around 7.45 p.m. Listen, I understand what he's saying. There are some seeds. You know the date, the time, <laughs> what you were wearing, who was around, the weather. You... So, Pastor Enoch, at that time, I didn't see nobody in the church. I was the only person the pastor was talking to. So, he said, you should come out now and Bring your cars. You can give your car now. So, no one was standing up. So, I stood up. When I stood up, I was. I didn't think, how will I now go home today? So, when we were all coming out, we were like three people. When we were coming out, then Pastor CG said, you can bring the car papers tomorrow. You can just come and stand here. I'll see you. Write your name here. Then you bring your car papers and the staffs tomorrow. I said, at least today I'll send the car home. At least I'll send the car home. So my sister was in the meeting. At once she called my dad. That your son is about to do this and that. Already they are, they are proud that their son is with a cousin. So that time I was sleeping in my office. There's no house. The house is a sleeping place. So around 2 a.m. I had a knock. Dad, mom, my sister. 
I'm told this morning or this evening you'll be dropping the car. Uh, you don't know why you are doing what you are doing, but think about it. Then he left. Pastor, I dropped the car. I dropped it for many months. There was no car. We were not moved. We were still doing what we were doing. And God has been faithful even to today. So, at times, the information that we receive from church, or when the pastor is preaching... And no longer after, you didn't say the, the, the <laughs> no longer after you built a house. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, sir, when he's talking about rent, that is um, the primary stage. Your rent is just primary. If you get to a time, you have to keep everything. Yes. You just give it and just go. See, but by the time you are coming back, the result, I was, I was watching your Thanksgiving, your awards, and when Man of God was mentioning, when Pastor Titi in the making was mentioning the big, 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 big figures, it got to one, one of your, your sons, and that's uh, Pastor Boama. And he said something about him. I watched the program from start to finish. I watched it. No man's business, I watched it. So, when it got to him, you said, four years ago, he gave you five CDs. Yes. Then, fast forward, this is um, after four years. Look at what the man of God is doing now. Yes. So, when I look at that, I realize that where we are all going, yes. you're on the right track. Yes. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. Thank you. Now, Pastor Evans, would you like to say something? Would you like to say something? Yeah, we, we are, she's talking about giving, so. You know, Give, give, give. As for the issue of rent, there, my yes, sir. Twenty sixteen, night of bliss. Twenty sixteen, night of bliss. Yeah, night of bliss. When, when pastor came to. Yes, yes. When pastor was coming to Ghana, <laughs> I was living at Dansuma, and I had this money. It wasn't money, say, thousand five hundred cities. I was supposed to use it to pay for my rent. The Holy Ghost said, "Give it." I tried to convince him <laughs> because the landlord was fire. He was he was a wild man. Hey, once he seven sees, sisters was it seven sisters? No, 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 no. This, this particular place was at uh, Dansuma. But if let me even wind back small. Thank you, say seven sisters. <laughs> Was a place we were living, and we were seven, so we were complete perfection. <laughs> seven in a room. Say, yeah, well, one room we were seven in the room. One room we were seven in that room, including pastor, including our esteemed group pastor. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we were all there. Sometimes three would sleep on the bed, one would sleep on the floor. There's so a table. Shift. You can't yes. sleep on the bed too much. You sleep on the bed. Yeah. 
another person will sleep. You know, and one thing our pastor is that he likes to wake up in the middle of the night, you know. He's doing things on his phone. Those days, our phone was our office. You see, those days, our phone was our So, every day, you see pastor, once he leaves the bed, someone has to go on the bed. Then another person is sitting on the table and chair. You know, we are running shift like that. What the, what the owner did to us there, God loves us. We can come. The man will lock the place. How much is it? 400 Ghana cities. Oh, Jesus. And maybe they'll be thinking we didn't have money. No, no, we didn't have money. No, no, we, we were had. giving. We, we had money. But church, number one, the house of God. The way we were brought up here, nothing matters. We can choose to give and walk from here to, to Accra. Quick. I, I'm serious. Is it that two ways? Is it that we walk or by faith? You stop a bus, you jump. I, I remember one time they nearly beat me. <laughs> when the mate was collecting, 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 when he got to my tent, I bowed my head. <laughs> so he kept quiet. Then he waited again. He came back. Yes, I was sitting in the car. Yes. And I, I was watching outside. So when we got there, <laughs> I was lighting on the car. The mate still said yes. I said, my mouth scar. By faith. <laughs> because we read a scripture that says, come, buy, without money. <laughs> hey! <laughs> to get a hot argument, <laughs> but I prevail. Because faith always wins. He must come Don't worry, mommy. We see my mouth scar. So finally, for him, see, Okay. Is it kind of scandal? Ah, don't you have feet? When he counted, it was up to. I walked away. So, I'll say all these things to let you know that when it comes to giving, especially sacrificial giving, especially when the Spirit of God is talking to you. Yes. Yes. When he's talking to you, don't think twice. It doesn't matter what it is. Don't think twice. Thanks be to God, we've passed that level. Right now, if God, anything God gives us and say drop, we will not, will not even click our mind, we just give it. But I want you to share a certain testimony you shared about your first hundred dollars. My first hundred dollars. So this was a young man I trained way back in Presec. He was the school prefect of Presec. He used to come for our Tibo club, you know. So, when he finished school, he got the opportunity to travel outside. He traveled. So when he came back, 2013, he came back 2013. He said he wanted to visit me. I didn't want him to come because of where I was living. It's called the church shall live by faith. Everywhere. <laughs> if you see the place, you give glory to God. <laughs> you know, so he came. He couldn't believe it. You know, American boy, he has seen all the beautiful things in America. What is the papa that has been preaching about? We are loaded. I'm rich. Oh, all things are mine. I said, what is going on? So he didn't say anything. So the day he was leaving, I decided to go to the airport with him, you know, to see him off. While we were there, it looks like he didn't want his mother to know that he wanted to sow a seed. So he walked down, he walked with me, and then he put something in my hand. When I checked, it was $1,000. Ah! 
my first thousand dollars. <laughs> I was holding the money like this. God said, give it. Hmm. What will you do? They thought you were delivered. Now, dollar is about 10,000. Those days, it was 2,400. So, do your calculation. It was a big money I was holding. Very big. But God said, give that money. Yes. And I gave it. Not long enough. I got a two-bedroom apartment. Intrasaco, add that one. Say, so say, Intrasaco, add that. Yes. And Pastor, 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 we're actually living there together. Pastor was there with me. The point is, don't be hesitant when the Spirit of God is talking to you. Don't try to reason it out. It will never make sense. Because it will never make sense. And you might be losing something bigger that is coming to you. You might be losing something bigger. Say, one of the things I realize is that many, many, actually when the Spirit is instructing them to do what they've never done before, they, are, they, they try to give the Spirit of God other alternatives. Never give him alternatives. Like Pastor said, he said, God told him that anything he's asking him to do is for him. Yes. So anything the Spirit of God is asking you to do is for you. And sometimes don't go and consult someone you know, someone with a, with a low mindset can say, don't give it. You know, this is what you can do. This is how you can do it. Don't, don't consult. Paul said, I did not consult with flesh and blood. Don't consult with any man. Once it's the spirit of God, just go ahead. Mm. Just go ahead. And let me tell you something. You can never lose in giving. That's it. You can never. So, now someone will say, what about if I was that? Where is the, listen. Whether it's the spirit of God or, or you didn't hear him or you heard him, it will still yield fruits. Yes. The most important thing is you obey. So, we are here because of some of these things the spirit of God specifically asks us to do. I remember when I got my first car. I said, sell it. I didn't think twice. I was thinking, initially I said, oh, maybe the people will feel like they got me something. I said, ah, that's their own matter. The Spirit of God said, I should sow it. I sold it. Mm. And I gave it. Now someone said, do you have a car now? I don't know. I can buy five if I want. Yes. You see, sometimes it does not necessarily give you a car back. Yes. That is a lower stage. Yes. You see, when you give, I love this. When you give to God, you'll be expecting maybe... I gave money, I'll get money back. That is what he's saying. It's a lower stage. It's a lower stage. The highest stage of, of reward of giving is God gives you himself. Yes. There are some givings you make, you can never backslide again. If you want to backslide, you remember that your money is in a church. You... <laughs> I'm telling you. Jesus said, he said, where your treasure... Where, where your treasure is, that is where your heart yeah, will be. Right. So, when you see how much you're giving in church, when you see church, you say, ah, I'm going back. <laughs> you understand? Jesus said it emphatically and truly speaking. God gives you himself. Then, what you are saying, the ability is what he gives you. Yes, sir. So, sir, with the ability that he has given me now, even if I want 10 right now, by the snap of my fingers, I'll line them up. Yes. 
that that is the grease that follows it. My 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 first car. In fact, eh, obeying God, eh, is a lie. It's a school, but it's a beautiful school when you finish. One day God told me. He said, "I paid something for someone." God said, "You have just paid for your first car." Yes. Then He told me, "So, never buy a car because your first car will be a gift." So imagine that you've gotten to a stage of life you think you need a car. You have the money to buy a car, but you remember that God said, never buy a car because your first car will be a gift. Oh boy. Obeying was not. Because at the time you think I have the money, but I cannot. I have the money, but I cannot. I will not. I have to obey God. So I got a car. My first car truly was actually a gift. I was preaching somewhere. While I was preaching, someone just walked to the altar. He was, I saw he was drunk. Walked to the altar. <laughs> Put a key, man. And I remember the word God gave me, your first car will be a gift. Wow. Well, less than two months, God said, give the car. Hey, Isaac, we waited many years for Isaac. <laughs> I gave the car. I remember when I gave the car. I don't know why I give a car. I give a car. You know, years of come and go. And I give the car after speaking into doing so many things on the car. Give the car. That was my first car. I give my first car. I give my second car. And I give my third car. All those cars, God, God came for them. But you see what? I have dashed people more than 12 cars. So now, Car has no power over me. It doesn't mean anything. This is where what I'm talking about. There's a place God will take you to. All the things you are clamoring for, now think you need. All those things will mean nothing to you. And that's where God wants to take you to. Is it? Is it true? Where, where nothing really means anything to you, except doing His will. The first time... Go ahead. Fulfilling His heart desire. You, you, you always want to do the will of God. You always want to do the work of God. Everything now about you is God. Is God. The things of the world no longer get your attention. And, Seb, you see, let me say this. Don't compare yourself with another person. No. Pastor was talking to us about the plan of God. Know, know the plan of God for your life now. When um, Gehazi went after Naaman, Naaman to, uh, to collect the gifts that the prophet did not, when he came back, he asked him a question. Yes. He said, is this time to take offerings? Yes. Gift. He said, is it time to take gifts? Yeah. Sometimes in your life, it is not yet time. You see, some people eat their, their harvest. Mm. They eat their seed. They eat their seed, sorry. They eat their seed. So, there is no harvest. Know the timing. He said, is this time to collect gifts? There, there are certain times that it is not time for you to try to impress people. To drive those cars. It's to drive those cars. It, it, it is not yet time. You can tell in your spirit, if you are working with the Holy Ghost. That's true. You can't tell. But sometimes, if you want to see your friend has this car, you want to get that same car, 
you'll be, you'll be missing it. Know the timing. Where, what time am I in now? Sowing. Radical sowing. Radical sowing. Radical. Pastor Chris said, then when the harvest comes, you will harvest it radically. Know this. Know this now. Know this now. Know this now. And save yourself from unnecessary um, competition. No, not kingdom competition or unnecessary uh, worldly competition. Worldly competition. Save yourself from it. Say, now, there are certain things we can do, but we will not do. We prefer to sow it into the kingdom. Of course. You see, because we understand the time yeah. we are in. Say, you said something. You said, you can, one time you were talking to me, and then you said, you can have the harvest of your service now. Yes. If you, if you don't, you, if you, can, you can either choose to sow it and then harvest a greater one, or you can spend it now and never have it again. So it is time what you what what you I mean what you are reaping now in terms of how you served at first yes. you are sowing it again in order to reap a greater one. Yes. So know this now, know this now. Tell you know know this now. This is this is what brought us to where we are. Know this, know this because as a as a young person, the temptation. The temptation of also matching up to other people's standard is always there. It's always there. You have to die to those things. Die to it. Die to those things. Don't let those things move you. Learn to celebrate those who are doing well because that is another way of tapping into the grace. And then also begin, start from where you are, start seeding your way to the top. Start seeding your way to the top. Don't wait. Lenox said something during the awards. He said, he said, start from where you are. He said, many people are waiting. They are waiting to get big before they'll start. No, start from where you are. So we started with one city. 50 persons. When I say maybe I'm sure, I don't no, know what we, they think. We started one city, 50 persons. I remember sewing my belt and my, 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 my first the shoe, no Christ, a missionary shoe. Do you know a missionary shoe? You've worn it half, half. At Ama, you see, I'm speaking to the international people. You see, stones have entered. So when you step on a towel, it will be doing crop, crop, crop. You think you think you are wearing a heel. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I <laughs> you know, so when, when we enter service like that, and people are then will be tiptoeing like this. Because you don't want people to hear, not because stones have entered under the shoe. But we I, I remember I saw that shoe, say I saw. I, I sold it. And I walked from my house, from church, Aveno, to Roma Ridge. Wow, I was so excited that I did that. Because I knew that the level has changed. I knew that it has changed. I knew that it has changed. But when you are holding on, I don't have anything to give. You have a lot to give. I'm telling you, you have a lot. If you don't have anything to give, let me tell you. Said, we were so known for selling phones as circle. We were so known for selling what phones are taken. Once there is giving and I'm holding a phone, I have a customer. Yo, bro, you come. Yo, I come. You will sell it to them and then you go and listen. Oh, dear Jesus. 
I believe the Spirit of God is talking to all of us. Little did we know that we will come this verse. Little did we, but we knew that the Word of God was true. Yeah, true. We were following what Pastor was teaching us without yeah. thanks, Pastor, thank God, because we never doubted what we were being taught. That's true. I, I, I don't even understand what's called, but there's nothing like I was. Is it true? Is it not true? Yes, it, it. Today, I, I, I feel sorry for your generation because you have too many dissenting voices. I feel sorry for you. Because we didn't have that. So, if it was deception, then I was deceived. Honestly, no way out. Can I talk to the, the guys? Yes, sir. The temptation of trying to impress a girl. Let me tell you something. So can I say something? It's Jimmy. It's Jimmy. It's Jimmy. <laughs> impress a lady <laughs> brother you don't know because let me tell you most guys yes, I'll tell you, if most guys snap out of that they'll be free because guys can live in a house hold on before you clap hold on I'll tell you when to clap guys can live in, a, in the same house eat Gary it's rice, and they are free. The moment yes. the equation of women start coming in, they need to have money. They, they need to have their own apartments. You are in a, Yes. The money that you could have given us a seed into your future, you are getting it, you are getting, you must get an apartment because of the girl. Yes. If she sees one big guy with money, she will leave you. you Let go me share back. my testimony of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so before, before you talk, I remember one time, man. Can I say it? Someone, someone broke your heart, eh? and pastor, pastor, no, pastor. We were living together. Pastor came, pastor came to my place. Me, brother, I just did. I don't observe. When pastor came, where they went, he came with the food that they bought. I think during the during the eating, they they shattered pastor's heart. Pastor carried the food to the house. Eh? I was there. I see. Pastor entered the room. He went to sleep. He said, I was like, I was There's food if you want. My heart is not broken. I want to carry the food. I sat down. The way I ate. Pastor did not come out. He was in the room till the next day. I didn't know how to comfort Pastor. I don't know what to say. Because we are we are tongues people. I don't know whether to speak in tongues to support my brother. <laughs> I noticed that ah, this thing is expensive. Everything you have to take care and go visit the person. By the time you calculate your in and out. So one one day you cry, you took us there. I took you there. You, you went there us. too. We all went there. <laughs> because I thought that that was it. Yes. So we wanted a brotherhood to. So, so after taxi, in and out, in and out, in and out. When she now met somebody who owns cars and sells cars, she was now telling me how she thinks we are not compatible and. So imagine I use my money to. Yes, sir. To, to impress somebody like this. Yes, sir. You know, one thing God helped me with it. Despite all those things, my money party. Forget it. Because your eyes, your eyes, is true. It's yeah. very, very true. Yeah, because your it. eyes was always on the work. On the work. No, yes. 
Yes, because those things truly did not influence Pastor. Mm, Never. Okay. Because his heart was still... Because if Pastor is with you and you say, Oh, Odi, I do this, 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 and this happened. This, one thing I noticed about Pastor, he said, hey. Once he opens his eyes, hey. <laughs> just watch. By the time he realize, he'll do much more. He just say, eh. Hey. So anytime he say, eh, hey, I understand. <laughs> it's either you go and get ready because pastor will overtake you. <laughs> and so as, as a guy, don't let me, if you're, if you're a lady and you're around, you think I'm stingy. I'm not stingy. I'm a giver. But just that's not you. <laughs> I'm not stingy. Oh. Ah, me, Brian was <laughs> It's two things. You either find yourself bringing the money or you join me to do what I'm doing. Me, my money. If, by the time, if you ask me, by the time I cancel you alone, you go and speak in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't have anything to say. I wanted to share your story. <laughs> Oh, all right. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Thank you for your question. Look, see all the files that you have opened today. But the most important thing you are trying to say is don't stop giving. Said, yeah. I don't know how to say it. Don't stop giving. Don't stop it. Don't, another thing, don't let anybody deceive you. Okay. Don't work with those who say, I have tried it. It's never worked. Mm. Those who tell you that we've been there before, they are not the word of God. They did not prove the word of they God. They are not the word of God. They are not. The Bible said, follow those who through faith and patience obtain the promise. Follow those people. Follow those people. Don't follow those who complain. If you have anyone that complain about giving, distance yourself. Just, just cut yourself. Don't either than that, they want you to join them at their level because they see that you are going somewhere, they are trying to pull you down. So they begin to they want to contaminate your mind and your heart. Cut them, cut them, quickly cut them. And and you know, the Bible calls our Christian work is a is a is a running, it's like it's a marathon. I was preaching that in LA. Yes, Listen, in a marathon. Only time separates the runners. You see. In a marathon, when they start, everybody time will start separating them. Keep doing what God said and allow time to do the separation. Listen, when like I said, I feel so way for you guys because you people have so many dissenting voices, but you have the Holy Spirit. Yes. You know, sometimes we say that, oh, your friend can influence you out of church. I've also seen that. If you have the Holy Spirit, your friend cannot influence you out of church. Let me tell you why. Because the one who brought me to church, he had a prophecy that God said you should come to Christ's embassy. And he brought me. I said today, he's not a Christian. I'm a pastor. When he left, it was as though I don't know what has happened. He has left. I don't know. I was just continuing in my fellowship and continuing in myself. I don't know anything he's talking about. Though. So, like, like, like he's saying, don't listen to other voices. Follow the message we have brought to you. It is the true word of God. If you doubt it, 
Read the Bible for yourself. It's in there. It's in there. Typing is in there. Partnership is in there. Giving sacrificially is in there. The only the, what, the reason why I said don't give your school fees is that a lot of time giving your school fees is not an act of faith. Because it's not your money. Because it's not your money. But your money, you'll be afraid to give it. Never, never, never. I want you to come to an understanding that it never goes wrong. There are four times you can give. Four times you should give. Number one. When the word of God about giving is preached. Because in this kingdom, anything we talk about appears. Like for example, as we are talking about giving now, some smart people will start showing something. Because it, it has come with an inspiration. When the word of God about giving is preached, you give. Number two, when you are inspired in your heart, sometimes you can be at home and all of a sudden, there's an inspiration in your heart to give. Number three. I'll leave number four for, for when we come on the, on the next one. Number four. Number three is when the Holy Spirit or your pastor makes a demand. Scriptural reference for that. God told Abraham what he wanted. He said, bring your son, your only son, Isaac. Sometimes God can make a demand on something and say, no, bring this. God can make a demand. Let me just say the fourth one. So let me just say, when you should know when to give, when there's a need. In the, in the house of God. So when there's a need like that, you have to act. You have to act. Now, the level of giving you are now, Listen to this. God will make you give a lot of things until he now makes you give something that everything loses value before your eyes. That's what God is, is driving at. I want to tell you, it's not the money you are giving. He said he gave his belt and his shoe. Who will wear it? Who will wear it? Nobody will wear it. Nobody will wear that belt and that shoe. He described the shoe. You saw it. Who will wear it? So remember how I gave some nice things. I was so, I gave so much, I gave my Bible. They had to tell me that, no, you cannot give God to God. They said, you cannot give God to God. I was giving. I didn't have anything. I saw Bible. <laughs> we believed. We believed what we were taught. So we believed. We believed. Sometimes people think that, you know, when you give, it's for the pastor. You must be joking. You must be joking. Never. Because the pastor prospers by his own giving. By his own giving. Ah. I give all. Give. Give. Because my prosperity is in my own giving. We've been doing this for long. We are still doing it. We will not stop doing it. I like that scripture. Here is the scripture. Is it time? Because some people are doing things that is not yet time. Is, is, is. You are eating at a, a restaurant that is, is not time. It's not time. <laughs> Sir, I'm going on vacation. vacation. Meanwhile, you could have given that money 
locate a swimming pool. And so you want to, want to no, say sometimes they want to just stand in front of some water, blue water, and take picture of you know, locate a blue swimming pool. Stand, take your phone, take picture. Praise God. Holiday, it's holiday. You want to fly? That flying money, is it time to fly? Is it time? You know, you know, sometimes you can have certain dreams. Let's say, for example, you are you, you think it's time for you to get married. By the time you are you're going to get married, maybe when you were a child, you had a dream that on your honeymoon you go to Bali. You see, but that, the time for marriage has come. And there is still it's still time of sowing in your life. Don't say because it was your dream since your child, change it a dream. Change the dream. I'd like to share a testimony share of it. a dear young lady. She says she's going, she's going to place something, something. Zanzibar. 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 <laughs> when she told me, I said, so how much is the cost of everything? She said about $2,000 to $2,500. I said, bring it as a seed. No, I'm bold when it comes to those things. We'll collect it for the Lord. <laughs> I said, bring it, give it to the Lord. She said, because she's not yet, she's not really rooted. So I wanted to prove something to her. I said, you give it to the Lord. She said, why? I just want to have my own time. She said, don't worry, you have the time. I said, remember you want to school in abroad. You want a scholarship, right? She said, yes. I said, I want to prove something to you. I said, bring that money. She brought it. I put it in, into Rhapsody. Not long, she got a scholarship. And now she's studying in UK. Now, Pastor, without anything, she believes in giving like something. Mm. Won't you believe? <laughs> See, but if I had kept quiet and she had carried that money at Zanzibar, <laughs> Pastor, I would have been the same person she would call to pray for a miracle for scholarship. Meanwhile, this was the easiest way to get the scholarship. Don't eat your future with vacation. Don't spend it at the vacation. Show it. Pastor just said something. He said, when there is a need in the house of God, yes. respond with so much swiftness. That money you've been saving, that you want to use it, carry it and give it to God. I'm, say I'm speaking by the Spirit. Yeah, I know. Carry it and give it to God. Because the Spirit of God is telling me that He's talking to some people now, but they are already calculating their mind. Don't. Don't. He said, even there is someone, you've saved a lot because you want to start a major business in, uh, in 2023 coming. He said, give it to me. And I'll give, I'll give you that business. He said, give it to me. He said, give me the money. He said, give me the money. What I'm saying here, he said, please, don't, don't think that Pastor Enoch has... Oh, no. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. He doesn't do that with me. Okay. He's my esteemed group, group pastor. I'm just speaking to you because the Spirit of God is communicating here. Don't hold it. Let it go. Yes, 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 yes. Let it go. And you will see the unimaginable. Thank you, Jesus. You will see the unimaginable. 
Thank you, Jesus. You will see the unimaginable. Don't hold on to it. Thank you, Jesus. Break that thing. Break it. Let it go. And you will see flash of money coming to you. Don't hold it. Because you've been struggling to gather what you want. Seize the struggling and give it for whatever needs. Your man, our man of God calls for, give it for it. Give it for it. Wow. What a camp. Already. 